Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft LLC and blacksandbitcoin.com where everybody's welcome, but I stay black and loving Bitcoin. Just wanted to give you a recap from my eventful week, weekend in Charlotte. We had a great time. I also uh, met some very interesting people Saw some really cool speakers, all these fireside chats without fires. And just want to kind of go over it real quick with you to, see, to show you all what you all missed and maybe what we can even look forward to in the future, in these future uh, conferences. This was the Black Enterprise Entrepreneur Summit. It was held in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 6th through the 9th, 2018. And Charlotte welcomed us with its humidity. My God, that thing is no joke. 1,200 attendees in all. And it was so hot, I had to change my shirt like three to two times a day. It was bad. It was bad. But we had a good time. Met some really uh, cool people. Uh, I would say uh, when it came to... And actually let's, actually, let's go to the Instagram real quick. Kind of shows you what we, what we were going through. So this was, let's see, let's go back to here. So here's day one. Is this day one? Uh, yeah, this is day one. We got there. Yes, yes. Here we go. Day one in the books. Uh, first one, got, got there like that Wednesday afternoon uh, and got there just in time to see Mark Cuban speak. In the main hall, uh, which is prefaced by Earl Butch Graves Jr. He is the president and CEO of Black Enterprise, and he had some interesting things to say. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated was a quote he had from his father. He said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's Earl Graves Sr., I would imagine. So uh, a lot of there was a lot of talk about hard work and entrepreneurship and, and you know the sacrifice you make to be an entrepreneur and to basically live outside the box, the corporate Negro box, I like to call it. And that really kind of set the stage for Cubes. Hold on a second. There we go. Mark Cuban. Oh, wow. Great shot. Super blurry, but that, that's him, the man himself, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, he, uh, he basically kind of detailed his rise up from, you know, hustling as a was a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, whatever. That's when he got his entrepreneurial start to selling broadcast.com uh, right before the dot-com bubble in the late 90s into owning the Mavericks. And he actually talked openly about tanking, which I thought was refreshing, about how people are tanking in the NBA in order to get high draft picks to improve their team. And he also mentioned, and he also alluded to politics. It's actually a little surprised. It sounds like Cuban might be positioning himself to run for president. I mean, to be honest with you, he can't do any worse. So that was pretty much day one in the books. Uh, day two looked a lot like – well, actually, here's, here's the summary day two. More of like a collage, as you can say. We start off the morning. Byron Allen, he gave a talk about his entrepreneurial background. I mean, Byron Allen was a comedian. I mean, for those of you who are, who are old enough, who are like my age, I mean, you briefly might remember him as a comedian, 
but he definitely had his hustle on the entire way. His mother is a really big influence on his life. She created, she, she essentially created the intern program at, was it NBC? Uh, because they didn't really have one and she kind of made it and he was always on sets. So he kind of really got up close and personal with show business. And that's what got him interested into, into all that. Now he owns entertainment studios, which produces eh, some medium fare. Uh, I think the last movie they came out with in wide release was Hurricane Heist. Not see that. Uh, and also he owns Weather Channel. Black folks control the weather. Not bad. Uh, this is my friend Melanie's avatar, Melanie Ray. Big shout out to her. Guidedbusinessplan.com. Check it out if you are stuck as a corporate Negro and want to break out the box and start your own business. Bojangles made an appearance in Charlotte. I've only been to Charlotte a handful of times, two or three times maybe, but each time you got to go see some Bojangles. Cajun filet biscuit and some bow rounds. Woo. Or some seasoned fries. That's what I'm talking about. And and then led into my panel. Uh, I think I have some more pictures of that somewhere. Uh, my panel, uh, here I am on the left. Uh, our, our lovely host, Samara Lynn. She, uh, she was, she's the digital manager of Black Enterprise and the guest on podcast number 15, where we previewed the conference. This is Brian Brackeen. He is the Black Enterprise. He was the Black Enterprise cover boy. Where I'm not sure if I have that up. Actually, um, I should Google it real quick. He, uh, he's the see, Black Enterprise Brian Brackeen cover images. Yeah, he was the he was on the cover of the of the convention issue of Black Enterprise. There he goes. Say hello to the new economy. He runs Kairos, Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. It's a facial recognition software company, and they had they launched an ICO which raised thirty million dollars. So please believe, I am picking that brother's brain. Uh, he he uh, was he was a little more uh, tech oriented, but also. Uh, very sociable about it. And then we also had Daryl Hubbard. He was the brother in the suit right here. He owned, he owns a company. He was very technical. He owned a company called Yetta. They have like a, I think they have like their own type of blockchain and cryptocurrency. And I was more of the generalist. I kind of, you know, it's kind of flitted in and out of different specialties that were brought up during the panel. Uh, some hot topics. Uh, basically, um, basically everyone was skeptically optimistic about blockchain and cryptocurrency. The room was about maybe halfway full. So we maybe we had about a hundred, 115 people. Um, hopefully we can get a bigger turnout next year. But from what I was told, from what Samara told me afterwards, that people were really, really energized by it. Really, really intrigued. Definitely going to get into Bitcoin. I heard a lot of questions about how much should I invest in the Bitcoin. And of course, I have to give my whole thing about how you know, I'm not a financial advisor. It's not financial advice. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think I'd heard people, you know, financial planners say anything between 1% and 5% of your portfolio. You might want to look into cryptocurrency. Anything you wouldn't really miss or you could afford to lose, basically, because it is highly, highly volatile. Um, what else? Um, 
Oh, the SEC is most definitely watching this space like a hawk. Uh, I actually had a nice conversation with a brother afterwards who works with the SEC on some of these regulations things and 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 the technological space. And I asked him straight up, I was like, "Look, you know, is the SEC really trying to protect investors and really, you know, look out for you know the the retail investor, or are they just trying to slow cryptocurrency down so Wall Street can catch up?" And he was like, "It's the latter." <laughs> they they don't want they don't want you to win they don't want you to be great my man they don't want you to be great so that was informative uh, another hot topic were STOs security token offerings as new ICOs and that's kind like um, what's good at STO uh, like like Pink Date great example Pink Date I am very intrigued by them they're they're technically an STO because basically when you buy into their ICO they're actually going to make sure that in, in the percentage of, of the ICO that you actually own, of the company that you own through the, through the coin, through the token, they will pay you out uh, half of their profits to you as dividends. So they are technically a security token offering, an STO. So those are hot topics because actually I kind of opined that STOs might be the bridge between traditional equity investors who are used to you know, buying stocks and bonds and and Wall Street type stuff to that might be the bridge from Wall Street world to the cryptocurrency world. So just keep your eye just keep your eye out on that for STOs, security token offerings, companies like Pink Date. Um, I, I'm not sure. Maybe I can't say for certain. Kairos might be an STO. I'm not sure. But STOs, look them up. Security token offerings. Yeah, the next big thing. Oh wow, there's a, there was a summit, I guess on, I guess yesterday, June eleventh. That's interesting. Uh, yes, interest. Yeah, and it looks like CNBC's already on it. Might be something cool to bring up with our friend Courtney Brown. And then also, uh, what else? And and also, I really was And also, people were concerned about regulation and and innovation and basically my point of view on that was that the u.s can and is somewhat stifling cryptocurrency innovation because it's uh, it's an unregulated space people still aren't exactly sure you know how they're going to regulate it so it's putting a chill on ico investment in the united states for u.s citizens but eventually it's going to get to a point where the u.s can either you know get in the game and regulate smart, kind of like how we did the internet, or they'll be left behind. It's already starting to happen. I mean, the U.S. is falling behind in innovation to other countries. I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> I've had foreign uh, investors say you know, the U.S. is a bit of a joke right now when it comes to ICO investment because everyone's just steering clear. So whatever the SEC finally decides to do when it comes to regulation, I hope it's smart. I hope it's fair. I hope it favors the small investors because right now it's starting to shape up to be more and more for accredited investors. And those usually require people who have about a million dollars in income or assets. And that just is really contrary to everything that cryptocurrency and Bitcoin was about. Uh, what else? So, oh, and then also I was really, I really stressed the vital importance of the black community to get into this space and to get in now. As you all know, one of my favorite talking points, why it's never too late to buy Bitcoin and to get in, is that this this space, I mean, we are going to we are going to go 
to over $350 trillion worth of assets around the world that are going to be put on a blockchain. We are less than half a trillion right now. I mean, it's time to get in the game, y'all. So it's never too late to get into cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. Uh, we're just getting started. And everything you know, that we know of is going to be put onto a blockchain. Escrow services, title companies, real estate, banking, voting. It's all going down the chain, y'all. Let's see what else. Oh, um, so yeah, so that was so that was uh, day two. That was our panel. Back to that. And also, I watched my beloved Golden Knights lose. That was very depressing. Go Knights, go! And that kind of. And then there was also like a street fair afterwards, accompanied by my friend Melanie Ray of GuidedBusinessPlan.com. And there's also like a pop-up pitch that happened, I think, at lunch. So a really jam-packed day two. Day three, day three had me just basically generally exploring. Uh, went to a panel on marijuana. This is interesting. The marijuana industry, uh, these three entrepreneurs, oh, I, well, she works for Fox News. There are three entrepreneurs who dealt with, the mar who dealt with marijuana. There's also like a street fair. I think it was called the, the Taste of Charlotte. So Melanie Ray and I went and, and walked along through that, got some food. There she is in action, doing a little papa shot for five-hour energy. <laughs> and then also I sat in on Sisters, Inc., which had three you know, talented, beautiful, driven entrepreneurs, all about the sisters, showing sister love and mentorship. Adina Bio, she owns three IHOPs in the New Jersey area. Monique Rodriguez, she's the founder and CEO of Mael Organics, hair care company. And the stunning and enchanting Natalie Madeira, Madeira Cofield, founder and CEO of Walker's Legacy, a women's empowerment foundation. That is her full-time job, y'all. She empowers women in business. It's awesome. Um, and here they are, Natalie. Sorry, Natalie right here in the blue. Adina in the African print. And Ms. Rodriguez in the black and white. Very great, uh, very great session they had. It was very, it's very also empowering, I would say, even for a man, you know, sitting in on Sisters Inc. And I'd say that only because, because uh, Natalie spoke to the struggles of entrepreneurs and how, you know, some people, especially on like a dating site, if you're ever on Bumble or Tinder, you single folk out there, and someone puts entrepreneur on their profile, you know, especially as a man, you know, a lot of women think that, oh, you're just broke. <laughs> and it's a struggle. You are living outside the norm. You are trying to make things happen and not depending on someone else for your paycheck. It can be a struggle. So I really appreciate that. She's pretty accomplished, you know, for in and of her own right. It, you know, had had clients at the CBC. Uh, had, was the CEO of the Austin Chamber of Commerce. You know, just just really go get her. And so I really appreciate what she and everyone else had to say. And and how women don't spend enough time connecting with each other. You know, through sisterhood and sharing and mentorship. So you know, go get them, Nat. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, I learned how I need to delegate more. I guess as an only child, I was kind of brought up to be the type of person that if you want something done right, do it yourself. That's just me. But a lot of good lessons in that, in that session, even for 
those of us with Y chromosomes. Okay. I uh, went to a, a, an evening uh, cele uh, gala celebration, awards dinner, Entrepreneurs of the Year. A lot of people had never quite heard of, but doing their thing. This is my friend Tiffany, Tiffany Gray, Charlotte Local. We hung out after, got some drinks, watched Dub Nation put the beat down. <laughs> and this is uh, the epicenter in Charlotte cool little nightclub area they have in the middle of downtown Charlotte. And yes, Dub Nation prevailed again. That was my day three in Charlotte. And so that pretty much wraps up the recap. Um, once again, met really great people, had a great time. I also posted some stuff on Black Enterprise. I'm oh, sorry, I mean, sorry. Uh, also posted stuff from Black Enterprise on the Blacks and Bitcoin Instagram. This is this actually has more of the day two cannabis in the law, and and this is more from the actual program where I was in. Me and Brian, and I have I have a, a video clip. You might want to play uh, one minute on what was this one about? Yeah, we can't even quite hear it, so we'll pause that. But yeah, but you know, just go ahead and check out you know. Our Instagram at Blacks in Bitcoin. Got some photos from the day. Me and Miss Smarlin. Me with shirt number two of the day, I believe. <laughs> Man, Charlotte, do some of that humidity. But yeah, we had a good time. And just wanted to thank everyone down there at Charlotte, everyone who I met, the Blacks, the Black Enterprise. Uh, a crew who put on a great event that had everyone energized over 1200 attendees everyone who attended our panel was awesome i love spreading the bit gospel we appreciate y'all uh and just everyone who made the weekend is great I, I actually got really sad when i had to leave because just being around so many people just so about their business in their sunday best i mean everyone was suited and booted i was woefully underdressed <laughs> But it was just great to be in such an such a environment of positivity and energy. I, I really could appreciate it. It was fun. So thanks, Charlotte. Thanks for the love. Hopefully, I'll be invited back for if not that, maybe, you know, what's our next event? Tech Connect. I think that's what they're saying. Tech, tech Connect. Um, that's their tech-focused tech one. I think it's going to be in San Francisco in and around my birthday, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see what shakes up with that. Um, I'm not sure if they have their speaker list set yet, but you never know. And also, I don't know, Black Enterprise, hopefully we'll work together again. Maybe I'll, you know, be able to blog for them sometime. Call out your boy. But yes, and, uh, and as always, thanks for supporting the Black Enterprise. Sorry, the Black Enterprise. The Blacks in Bitcoin, Black Enterprise-themed podcast. Please support us. Go to our site, blacksandbitcoin.com. You know, uh, tip if you feel so inclined uh, at the address below. Show your support. Buy some swag, damn it. Go to the Blacks and Bitcoin store. Show your love. Get your decentralized swag. And just thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you love Bitcoin and crypto like I do, and you're in this space, hodl if you hear me, peace.